Hello and welcome to the Children in Books podcast. Today we are on the eighth episode with a wonderful guest. It's Elisa Alvarez. And Elisa is a filmmaker or film animator for children um, stories. Maybe you want to introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Elisa Porciniak Alvarez. I come from Poland, from Wrocław, and live in Leipzig, where I make animations for children. <laughs> Hello, Elisa. I, I very welcome to you. And maybe I can say it was a few months ago that you called me and then you came to my bureau at the university And then we started to work together on the project. And which project is this? I think maybe you like to <laughs> say something about it. Yeah, it it was uh, what the old moon tells. It's a um, series for preschool children uh, based on Zorbian legends and fairy tales. So mm. it's it's a series where each episode is dedicated to a different creature from from the Zorbian sagas. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was very very happy about your help with the with the project because <laughs> it was not only a lot of research input but it was a lot of really cool interesting story points input so <laughs> i enjoyed it a lot <laughs> uh, me too when i see the pictures or when i saw the pictures or some ideas then my fantasy came to <laughs> to work <laughs> that's great to hear <laughs> yeah. yeah and today is with us rachel from today she is in oh i'm in glasgow today hi everyone <laughs> Rachel, you 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 told us before we start that you had a look at the site of Elisa, and which was your impression? Oh, it looks really, really exciting, very interesting. So I I love animation, um, and I was I was wondering about the the myths actually the the Sorbian myths, Elisa, and whether you do those animations in the Sorbian language as well. Do you do it in Slavic languages? Yes. Yeah, so uh, up till now, I mean, the project is really in its beginning phase. So uh, we were doing along 2020 uh, the concept development, and there are five uh, scripts and 13 treatments and an animatic. And the animatic is in three languages. So it's uh, Well, now in four, because I just subtitled it in English, but it's <laughs> German, uh, yeah. but it's German, uh, upper Sorbian and lower Sorbian. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, you can actually already hear it in all the languages. We didn't do Polish, but you can somehow a little bit understand. I mean, all the Slavic languages have some things in common. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the different languages, but still, you can yeah. understand some. Sounds like quite a yeah. process that you, you know, to from the beginning where you have the idea. Yes, it is a real marathon uh, to work to work in animation. It's, uh, I mean, I like it because somehow, thanks to the fact that you have to um, take care of one subject for such a long time. 
with animation, you think a lot about it and somehow you may go more into depth. But you really need, I don't know, it is like this German, you say like a long breath. So, so like you really need, uh, this marathon, uh, stamina <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so there are many films, uh, that take, I don't know, seven years to, mm. uh, to come to being, I mean, long films. Mm. And with, uh, children's series, it's actually, similar i mean from idea to the realization you can count for sure three four years <laughs> so yes okay. uh, it, it is a long process and i think that's why it's important to have also several projects at a time somehow because mm -hmm. one, one is going one's... forward another one is maybe having a break let's <laughs> say Yeah, so. On Sorbian, yeah. we say it is a long leg until it's finished. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's a long leg. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. what was and which of the which of the myths or which of the figures you you love or you you feel the more most close to? Mm. So now, of course, the uh, money bringing dragon because this is the story that we developed the most. So there is the character design and how, uh, how it should look like. There are already also some uh, 3D tests. And of course, the animatic where, uh, where the characters already have dialogues and you can really feel their character. So um, by now, I think this one. But, uh, but I noticed that in each of them, There is something, and this is the thing with sagas and fairy tales, because sometimes they are very general, and uh, this is, let's say, the challenge to to find some character to them. Maybe we can say the interesting with the dragon is he brings money, but he likes to eat millet porridge for it. <laughs> yes. And he gets offended like a small child when uh, he gets some task that is suddenly too difficult. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the idea with what the old moon tells that these, um, these magical, uh, fairy tale creatures are, let's say, taken down from, from their pedestal and they, they get like real flesh and bone. And so children can maybe identify with them or maybe sometimes even uh, feel smarter uh, than the dragon. <laughs> so, but uh, I would be actually curious which story is your favorite, Lubina. But I'm not for the one me, to ask questions here. <laughs> I think it's for me, it's not, the, it's, it's not yet that I have got a favorite because it needs to a more a bit more to be developed that I see more now I love the Budnitschka I don't know how it is how you call it on English Willow the Wisp um, oh. do you know Willow the Wisp Willow the Wisp like small uh, yeah small lights that are in the in the forest that can guide you but yeah. can also mislead you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them also a lot Yeah, but I also think like now, now the dragon is the best because it's just uh, already <laughs> the feathers explored, let's say. But uh, yes, yesterday we talked to a French um, 
small French production company. I mean, small, but very nice. And they are interested in the project. And this is, this would be so cool if, uh, if this would get like really international. So mm. keep the fingers mm. crossed. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Uh, interesting, Elisa, because it's such a long time, like four to five years for one animation film or one um, animation for children and so on. Um, so you definitely have to uh, have a, a strong motivation. And th that's my question. What motivates you that you're uh, in this uh filmmaking for children because it's it's so special yeah so um for me somehow it was a natural uh consequence of of doing animation because children are mm. actually the ones who watch animation the most and i didn't need to let's say uh do something something against it well okay Like there is a lot of my colleagues who don't want to do animation for children specifically and, and see it as, as something like, Oh, I just want to do artistic films for adults. And I really love it. I love children with their imagination and, uh, and sense of humor, which is sometimes absurd. Uh, and how, um, sincere they are and, And, you know, I think they are a really cool audience. And on the other hand, it, it is just, uh, let's say, a kind of a mission uh, because I know there is a lot of content that is maybe that I wouldn't like to show to my, uh, to my children. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping somehow to create something valuable, let's say. I mean... I'm hoping. It's <laughs> hard to say that like, I'm creating something valuable, but uh, at least at least I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're not trying. You are doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that uh, the market is actually so um, dominated by merchandise. Uh, so, like mm -hmm. a lot of animation series are almost like a commercial spot for the merchandise that they are selling. It is actually the fact that many uh, production uh, companies uh, earn more money with the merchandise than with the films. So, you know, like, mm. this, yeah, mm. it's crazy. Like, I don't want to name any titles. <laughs> yeah, but and it's also the fact, like, I noticed with uh, with my kid and also with my friend's children, there are certain animations for children where children get really aggressive after uh, watching mm -hmm. them. So, mm -hmm. so this is uh, really crazy. And I think, I mean, I was having my doubts because, well, back. Like I was thinking, yeah, children shouldn't watch watch too uh, much TV, anyways. And I'm like standing kind of on the bedside. We should bring children to the nature and not to the TV and so on. But on the other hand, they will be watching television, anyways. And uh, yeah, so that's my excuse. <laughs> Let's say <laughs> no, but an animation was was for me like a really connection. Uh, between film and arts and it was kind of like a you know like a natural consequence like arts which was my passion and film so this one plus one 
was animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Your website looks really interesting. I had a look at the um the the hairy alphabet. And I love the way that you um that that it is so playful and you know the way that you kind of create the letters out of um the the action of the of the animation, I guess. Um but just to give an example. Sort of how much work goes into, say, five minutes of animation? So as uh, standard for animation, or when already all the designs and all the story is ready, uh, you animate something between three to ten seconds per day, depending on the technique uh, per animator. Uh, but what I was saying, like with five years, this includes uh, story development, design development, which are like the most important parts. Because, of course, if you don't have a nice story, then it doesn't matter how well animated it is. Uh, but, yeah, so it's like three to ten seconds per day per animator. Wow. <laughs> it is a, a long <laughs> yes. leg. Yes, really. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how how are you liking using using traditional um fairy stories fairy tales um because i think we've talked quite a lot about fairy tales in these in these podcasts um and how important they are <laughs> yes um, in you know i mean in in the work that we do with children um uh, what what are your thoughts on that what what do you think that um, myths and fairy tales end up bring to the table? And I guess it's also about that what you were saying just now about contributing something to you know what children might be watching on TV and ensuring that that what they are watching is is, is a quality. So yeah, just wondering about that. Yeah. So one like really one of the. Uh... The things I remember most from from my kindergarten is sitting with the um, erzieherin, <laughs> with the um, with a woman, <laughs> with the woman <laughs> who was taking <laughs> care of the group. <laughs> yeah, there were unfortunately no men, uh, but um, I think this should be more mixed. Um, anyway, sitting with, uh, in, in a group and, uh, when she was reading to us fairy tales and the stories are special. It's, I mean, these are stories that are very old that uh, have been transmitted from mouth to mouth, uh, uh throughout a very, very long time. Mm. So yeah, it's somehow. Much more than just a story, uh, I have the feeling. And, and I think like children really can, can feel. Somehow it's difficult for, uh, for children's series to, um, to find golden middle because they might also be too heavy when it comes to moral, um, amount of information. Yeah. And, sure. um, and the thing that I was saying that it's also sometimes hard to uh, to make to transfer them into a concise story where you really have some dramaturgy and something is happening because, for example, especially with sagas, uh, sagas are often just you know like a portrait of a, 
of a character. So to find a specific story, you need to maybe sometimes add to it. But Lubina was actually a great partner for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, when the when the stories are, when the animations are, are finished, I hope uh, Zor- <laughs> Zorbian community <laughs> will not, let's say, be somehow angry uh, that they are too far away from the original, let's say. Yeah. I think when we, you know, talk, when I hear it, what I most love is the one, one figure, what is so big, so huge. The giant. The giant. Because, the giant. because there we don't have just a, a story which is written down and we can to play with the, with this figure. And yeah. th- this is very, very lovely because you can, you can see which, which issues or which what will what will happen mm-hmm. yeah i also like the story story a lot so the giant is uh it's his feature uh that he's so strong and so big but it's also his curse and then he, he destroys a roof of a house and is so ashamed of that that he shoots this arrow and yeah and I don't want to uh, do a spoiler, so <laughs> yeah. I don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> so how important is it for you to um, have a moral message in the, um, in the animations that you make? It is very important for me to... Uh, to touch some subjects that, I, uh, that are universal or, or are... Uh, important for uh, for this stage of de- development. So, you know, like the friendship or uh, keeping uh, together, uh, working as a team or uh, things like that. I mean, but uh, it is important for me also that it doesn't stick out in the first place because I think that as soon as kids see that someone is trying to point the finger (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work at all so i i mean the best way of uh, learning is uh learning by playing so that's also the thing with like with the alphabet i mean the the alphabet is um it's about learning english and the alphabet but um but it's also about these role models like this uh, main character Nito, he's a very positive thinker. So uh, even when he fails, he tries again. So it's like in in this story, we are trying to transmit, you know, like this this kind of uh, even from failure can come something positive. So I think it is important to have some something underlying. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, some premise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, kids, kids are not that stupid. <laughs> they, uh, I think they get, no a very <laughs> Please clever. Cut this out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think they they understand much. Yeah, they understand much more than we sometimes think. So mm. wow! Thank you, thank you for the. Um, for opening your your world of animations and uh, for this lovely conversation um we are at 22 uh, minutes now and i think lubina you can um start your outro 
No, Branko, I don't like to stop now. <laughs> It's just so interesting. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you because it's so uh, inspiring, actually, to, you know, to look, let's say, from outside at what I'm doing. Like, I just, yeah. and from day to day, I just, you know, move my keyframes and, <laughs> and move my characters and... Yeah, it's yes. nice to, to reflect on that together with you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, okay. So I will Abranko, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, for your supporting and for your presence and your questions. Mm. Thank you, Elisa, for your openness. Today it was so lovely to talk with you. It was yesterday on German normally too. But it's for me every time interesting that you have got different uh, different talks and it goes to different directions. Totally interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different day, different story. <laughs> yes, different day, different story. This is a nice end. So thank you to all who are listening to us. Bozhimie, Meche Sorenie. Have a nice day. Au revoir. Do widzenia. Cześć.